Good evening and welcome to the Beating Around the Bush podcast, episode 45, entitled The Pioneers Couldn't Find the Corral, So Let's Charge Forward. The Beating Around the Bush podcast is simply an extension of my column, The Beating Around the Bush, that appears weekly in the Carol Newsletter and are simply my opinions, my observations, and the usual ramblings of an old sports writer. So let's dig in today with the title, uh, The Pioneers Couldn't Find the Corral, and let's charge forward. Meaning, last Friday night, the Huntington Mustangs played the Gibson County Pioneers in a game that I thought would be maybe closer than what it was, and it was nowhere even close to being close. There was no... uh, the word close doesn't even enter the conversation because the Mustangs led 50 to zero at the half and cruised to a 50 to six win as they called off the dogs in the second half, uh, had eight minute quarters in the second half, the reserves played and the second half went a whole lot quicker than probably the halftime show uh, with the two bands from Gibson County and Huntington, but it was a region game, so that made it very, very important, and it being a region game, you you need to win those. You win those, that's how you qualify for the playoffs, and if I was to uh, put a bet on it right now, just without uh, looking at the standings, well, let's put it this way. The standings right now are Huntington and Martin Westview are 3-0 and in region play. Both teams have two region games left. Huntington has Westview left. And, of course, Westview has Huntington left. And then Huntington has Union City in the final week of the season. And that will round out their uh, region schedule. So, uh, with three wins already in the region and with wins over the bottom teams in the region, that being Houston County, Gibson County, and Camden, and Camden may have a leg up on the other two. I think Camden beat Houston County this past Friday night. I'm not sure if they played Gibson County yet. But anyway, Huntington would own the tiebreaker uh, with all of those. So Huntington uh, basically is in the playoffs. So you can, you know, look at that however you want to, but it's important. You can't win a state championship unless you get in the playoffs. But with the uh, – the region schedule the way it is, then the Mustangs will play uh, Westview, I think, and I thought, and I said this earlier in the uh, season, that the region title would come down to Huntington and Union City at the end of the season. Well, I was wrong about that because it's probably coming down to this Friday night's game because Huntington will entertain Martin Westview, and they all – Martin Westview, a little revenge from last year. Of course, Martin Westview last year had Ty Simpson at quarterback. Now he's the third team quarterback down in Alabama and uh, came real close to getting a play this past Saturday as their starting quarterback. Uh, Bryce Young got hurt, and then they had second-string quarterback in there. And if something had happened, then Ty Simpson would have been playing quarterback. But it didn't, and he did But anyway, it shows you how good he was and – of course, they took care of the Mustangs last year. I forget exactly what the score was. It was something like 47 to 32, uh, 48, 32, 49, 32, somewhere right in there. 
But uh, Huntington just couldn't control Ty Simpson last year, uh, threw the ball all over the place. Mustangs ran the ball well last year against Martin Westview, uh, but just couldn't keep up the pace uh, with the way how quick basically Martin Westview scored. Well, Martin Westview does not have Ty Simpson anymore. They played Union City this past Friday, and the consensus was that Union City was back. Had a couple of down years there for a while. Had a good season last year. Uh, the only two games they lost during the regular season was to Huntington and uh, uh, Martin Westview. But they uh, finished third in the region. Had a lot of people coming back. A lot of people thought they would uh, probably uh, compete for that region title. Well, Martin Westview not only beat Union City uh, this past week, but they beat them handily. And I think the final score was 47-20. to 20. So Martin Westview, uh, maybe they haven't gone anywhere. So that sets up a showdown with Huntington and Gibson County. I mean, excuse me, Martin Westview this Friday, what I think will be for the region title. But going back a little bit, we talk about Gibson County for a few minutes before we get into uh, more about Martin Westview and the time that we have left. The Mustangs, uh, last year they beat... Gibson County down in Dyer. I think the final score was 48-14. But Gibson County last year, they came out and scored the very first drive of the football game and kind of, you know, physical. And Huntington likes it physical, but, you know, they weren't used to somebody that you're supposed to beat taking a ball and ramming it down your throats, which is what Gibson County did last year. But they've had a coaching change, uh, the way I understand it. And Coach got a new philosophy, different uh different ways of looking thing at at things and little different scheme. And uh, so they're under an adjustment period. Well, the Mustangs came out Friday night and right off the bat, I mean, they, they took care of business. Uh, this Mustang football team here lately offensively uh, has been a juggernaut. You know, the first game of the season, he only scored 12 points against uh, uh, McKenzie, but, you know, as, as the season is playing out, we're seeing just how good McKenzie actually is. But since that game, uh, the Mustangs scored 41 down in Southside. Then they put 57 on the board uh, against Camden in their third game of the season at home. And then 33 on Martin Westview. I mean, excuse me, Martin Westview. Uh, not Martin Westview, but uh, Riverside. And Riverside at the time was ranked higher than Huntington. And he also, or they also had one of the best defenses in West Tennessee, or what it was said at the time. Mustangs won that game 33-7. to So that's a lot of points on a very good uh, defensive football team. And then the Mustangs played Houston County and scored 61 points. The second year in a row, they've scored 60 points in a game. And then Milan, who was supposed to be pretty good when we went uh, down into Bulldog Country, Mustang scored 41 points in that game. And then this past Friday night, 50 uh, points on Gibson County. So I did a little figuring er earlier, and I'm not sure if I got that right. But uh, no, I did not. But the Mustangs are averaging close to 50 points a game. They are actually averaging like 48 points a game since that first game uh, against Milan. I mean, excuse me, against McKenzie. So, Huntington, uh, 
they're clicking on all cylinders. You know, we talked about it last week uh, in that game against Milan, how well Huntington's offensive line played. And they played, I mean, they're, they're really playing well. They've had to shuffle some things around on that offensive line and Try to name all of them, but I know Luke Cooper is at center. Uh, then you've got Austin Bird at a guard. You got Dave Parker in there. You've got Jay Postelweight uh, for sure at a tackle, and uh, Montez Dioka, who showed he can catch a catch a football this past Friday night. Uh, also in there on at tight ends, he caught two passes the other night. One of them uh, was for a touchdown. Uh, but that Mustang offensive line is pushing people off the football. And the only senior they got on that offensive line, if I'm if I'm not wrong, is Luke Cooper. Because the Mustangs have had, uh, you know, had some injuries, had some uh, kids that are not longer, no longer with the team, started out in preseason maybe with six seniors. I think they're down to actually four that were eligible to play this past Friday night. So a young football team. But let's give a lot of credit to that offensive line for uh, uh, making ways for these uh, running backs to pick up yards. You know, Mustangs other night, and here's here's an interesting stat before I kind of get in and break the game down a little bit. But the Mustangs held Gibson County to minus 45 yards total offense this past Friday night. 45 yards to the negative. Think about that. Gibson County, I think, for the game only had about one or two first downs, and those all came in the second half. I know in the first half, they had minus – well, they ended up with minus 42 yards total offense. I'm sorry. They had minus 45 in the first half, as I go back and look at my notes. The Mustangs, when you look at their offensive numbers, yardage-wise, wasn't a huge amount of yards. But, you know, when you score in two plays or three plays – and then the Mustangs the other night, as they have in a couple of other games here recently, have scored points with special teams and uh, their their defense. Uh, the other night, C.J. Pellinero, for example, intercepted a pass, returned it for a touchdown. Uh, then we had a sack in the end zone. Elijah Flyers and uh, Easton Byers teamed up on a sack in the end zone that resulted in a safety. So there's eight points that comes from something besides your offense out of the 50. But the Mustangs also had a punt return. Uh, Brady Warbritton filling in for Landon Skippy Gordon, uh, who was out Friday night with an injury. And he returned a punt uh, from midfield or somewhere around midfield for a touchdown. But the Mustangs scored on their first position of the game Friday night. It did take them six plays. And that's, that was unusual Friday night. And, uh, Ashton Hutcherson, and we've talked about uh, what he brings to that football team as far as that running back position, and, and it's really good to see him back after missing the first two games. Three-yard run for him, and then you know, Mustangs got the ball back at their own 30, and it only took them uh, three plays to score as uh, Gray Eubanks throw, showed he could throw the ball the other night as he completed – Two passes on that drive. The first one was 28 yards to Dioka. Then the next pass was for 30 yards uh, to Dioka for the touchdown. And Mustangs led 14 to nothing. Cole Chafin made extra point on both of those. And then uh, Brady Warbritton returns a punt for 45 yards and a touchdown. It's 20 to nothing after mixed, missed extra point. Then Elijah Flowers 
as Gray Eubanks, for the second week in a row, completes a touchdown pass of around 30 yards. This one went for 32. I think it was 35 down in uh, Milan. As Elijah Flowers, they, they line him up in that slot, and it's a great play. They line him up in that slot at that wing back, in that double wing, but instead of uh, blocking or, or making that reverse uh, counter that, it, that they run, he actually just takes off and goes right down the seam, right down the middle of the football field, and defenses lose him. They don't think about him going out for a pass, and he's been right down the seam two weeks in a row, and Gray Eubanks has found him for the touchdown two weeks in a row. Well, Hutchison runs in the two-point conversion. Now it's 28-0, to zero, and that was the first play of the second quarter. So we played 12 minutes of football, and Mustangs lead 28 to nothing. And then there comes the safety as uh, a punt. No, it wasn't a punt. as actually the kickoff. <laughs> Gibson County kind of messed around a little bit and got themselves in per field position as they were tackled at the two on the kickoff. And then two plays later, the safety comes. And then Warbritton with an 11-yard run. It's 37 to nothing at this point. And then uh, the Pelinero interception is 44 to zero. And then Elijah Flowers caps the scoring for the Mustangs at uh, with a one-yard run after he had s- scampered for 61. They had to, got the ball to their own 38. Uh, 61-yard run. He gets tackled at the one-yard line. Then he punches it in from there, and next thing you know, Mustangs lead 50-0. to zero. That was the score at the half, eight-minute quarters of the second half, and eventually Gibson County with uh, about five minutes left in the game, D.J. Smith scores on a seven-yard run. They botch the snap on the extra point, and the final score goes 50-6. to six. Uh, Just some individual things, Mustangs uh, for the game, uh, 21, or excuse me, Yes, 21 rushes for, uh, no, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, 21 rushes for 243 yards or five of five passing for 125. They were actually negative yards in the second half as the uh, second team had trouble uh, getting anything going offensively and had some bad snaps. It's something that they're going to have to work on in their B-team games, but that's what B-team games are for. Uh, Flowers for the game, four uh, rushes, 85 yards. He had that one reception for 32. Uh, Eubanks ran three times for 20 yards. And, of course, he was 5 of 5 passing for 125 yards and two touchdowns in the game. Hutchison, four carries, 26. Uh, Mill Levitt, who went out of the game with an injury. haven't heard the extent of that. I don't think it's too serious talking to the uh, trainers on the sideline, but he had two carries, 42 yards, and Warbritton had that one carry uh, for 11 yards that uh, uh, he scored the touchdown on. But, you know, I was talking uh, as I was leaving the stadium Friday night, and and I do things like this. Sometimes I'm not a shy person, uh, unless depending on the situation. Most of the time I'm not. But I saw one of the uh, Gibson County fans is actually – uh, hipping with the band, and they had a they had a big band. I actually saw them in competition Saturday, Saturday night, so I went out to the uh, big band invitational that Hayden puts on every year and kind of watched a little bit of that, kind of enjoyable. 
something that I advise you to do in the future if you want to. But it was something a little different. Uh, but he was hipping with them, and uh, he he just made a comment. Y'all, y'all leaving leaving for the game's over. And now, of course, the game was over, and he was just joking. And I stopped and had a conversation with him, and I actually had this conversation on the sideline because it was to me it was interesting because Gibson County, when you looked out there at, at them. They had a big offensive line. They were bigger than us. They were bigger than our defensive line. Of course, uh, at Hangdon, that's not unusual uh, to see that situation. Playing a team uh, that are bigger than you are. And the quarterback or the kid that had lined up in the gun, I don't think he was listed as a quarterback, number 44. Uh, he was a he, that kid was 6'3", probably. Probably weighed over 200 pounds. Good-looking athlete. And they had a running back, the Smith kid, that scored the touchdown for him. Not very big, but quick and had some speed. You could see it on some plays where he had some speed. Uh, but to be honest with you, uh, they were a terrible football team. So I asked this fan as I left the stadium Friday night, I said, and I posed the same situation to him. I said, I don't understand it. Look at your size. Uh, look at some kids that you've got that look pretty athletic. I said, why? And I was being honest. I wouldn't be in degrading. I was just trying to find uh, what I thought might, you know, be a hypothetical question. What's wrong with your football team? You know, with all these players you got out there, from what I saw, you should be better than that. And his response was, he told me about the new coach coming in, and uh, he was an ex-military guy, and and that's, you know, uh, factors into it. And, and I'm, you know, he's a disciplinarian, and so it takes a while for that to sink in. Had a little different philosophy than the last football coach they had, so that takes some adjustment, and there is an adjustment period uh, when it comes down to that kind of stuff. But uh, they should have been a better football team, and all of his explanations were very plausible. Uh, I, you know, I understand what he was saying, uh, but still it's mystifying to me. Uh, that with the size that they had and some of the athletes they had on the field, that uh, they were not more competitive than what they were. Because to be totally honest with you, uh, Gibson County should have been better than that. But, you know, and he also went to explain, and this makes sense too, that they're a basketball school. You know, they're, they're not a football school, and I totally understand that because Hayden's a football school and not a basketball school except for girls basketball. You know, we uh, never have what you call real, real good boys basketball teams. And Gibson County sometimes does. So those kids sometimes concentrate on basketball instead of playing football. And you know, it's kind of vice versa at, at, at Huntington. So I understand all that, but that was just kind of mystifying to me. And he kind of helped cleared, clear that up a little bit. But let's get into a little bit here of what we're going to see this Friday night. And I'm sure uh, Martin wishes you because they have the same coach as the Neil guy that uh, used to play at UT Martin. And he's got a state championship under his belt now. As Martin last year won a state championship. And their offense is probably going to look a little similar or or very similar uh, to what it was last year is they're going to do a lot of play action. Uh, They're going to run the spread a lot. They're going to run out of the eye or the pro set in the backfield. Uh, they're going to try to establish a run at times, but they're going to throw 
the short outs and they're going to throw the slants across the middle and all of that good stuff. And I don't think any of that's going to change from what it, uh, what it was last year. Of course, the big difference is going to be there's no Ty Simpson uh, back there to direct that offense. But I understand the kid that's playing quarterback, and I, I saw it earlier today or yesterday, one, uh, that it's not the uh, – I can't remember his name. Of course, he's not the kid that uh, Ty Simpson had played last year. He's not as tall, uh, but I'm sure he's a fairly decent quarterback because after Westview – Lost their first two games of the season. One of those was Trenton, who will play in about three weeks from now, or two weeks from now, after open date next week. Is, uh, you know, so they, they lost those first two games, but they have bounced back and they have not lost since those uh, first two losses. So, and I think Dresden was their other loss, uh, who lost to McKenzie this past Friday night in what was supposed to be the battle for the top spot in that region. But the Mustangs, have a little revenge on their minds, or they should, and this will be a very competitive game. You know, earlier in the season, I might have marked this game down as a game that Hayden uh, should win. And I still think it's a game that Huntington should win, but you could really mark it under that toss-up category uh, it's going to come down to some of the games that Hayden's already played and the fact that whoever makes the mistakes is going to be the team that loses. And that's what Huntington, Huntington did against Riverside, for example, one of the toss-up games I had on my list is they forced Riverside into a lot of mistakes. And they took them out of their game. And that's saying a lot because Riverside uh, here lately has played very, very well. You know, I haven't seen the polls. I'm not sure when the polls come out. They usually come out on Monday or Tuesday. Hayden was ranked fifth, I believe, in the last one. They'll move up because Union City was ranked ahead of them. Uh, Westview will probably move into that top ten uh, because of their win over Union City. But the, the win over Union City tells me a lot about Martin Westview. They're going to be a pretty good football team. Uh, they have lots of kids that are coming back from that team they had last year. I know one of them is the running back. Uh, Quincy McDonald, I believe, is the name that that, that comes to my mind. And then an Omarion um, Thomas or something to that effect. I can't remember. I don't have my notes in front of me or anything. Uh, but there was two players last year that really played well on that football team. And I think the Smith kid is back at uh, linebacker that was uh, all-state linebacker last year. They're going to be very good defensively. And last year, to be honest with you, they had a lot of trouble, uh, to be honest with you, with Huntington's offense. Uh, Huntington just had a lot of trouble with Martin's offense last year. So I think Huntington a farewell or fare better this year than they did last year as far as uh, matching up against uh, Westview's offense. And I really believe if Huntington keeps playing offense just the way they're playing right now, and teams are really struggling to stop the Mustangs with their offense because I think Coach Swenson is doing – the last two years, he's had a group of kids that are suited more for this offense than any time he's been coaching since he's kind of went to this uh, double wing uh, with – it's kind of a hybrid with the quarterback in the shotgun. And uh, Mustangs, if you know – not sure what status is going to be on Landon Skippy Gordon, uh, but not sure how Mill Levitt uh, is 
you know, what his availability will be uh, Friday night. But uh, Elijah Gordon uh, is really playing well at running back, as long along with Ashton uh, Hutcherson. And then Gray Eubanks is a threat anytime he's got the football in his hand. He has it in his hands on every play, uh, pretty much. And then, you know, you throw in Brady Warbritton uh, to fill in in that backfield, and the Mustangs have got some weapons. And they came out Friday night doing something that uh, you don't see them really do that often. They worked on the passing game. And, man, did they did they look good uh, throwing – uh, the footballs I mentioned five of five while ago for 125 yards, uh, but Gray Gray Eubanks, I wouldn't say he's one of those uh, quarterbacks that can throw the ball 50 yards down the field, but he can he can definitely throw the 30 and the 40 yard passes, and he's very very accurate, uh, considering that he's not really that tall, and uh, but he also gives you that threat when you run the boot when he runs. Uh, out on what they call the waggle, where he has the option uh, to run or pass. Uh, he's a threat when he gets out there because he's 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 pretty tough. And now you you see that Dioka from that tight end uh, caught two passes the other night, and both of them were, were not easy catches. He, it was over the shoulder. I mean, it was great throws. Uh, don't get me wrong, but, you know, he, he threw them, never broke stride especially the one on the touchdown because that ball just dropped right over his shoulder and into his hands. And uh, he's a big kid. And when you've got that kind of threat, that, that's going to give Martin Westview uh, some trouble. And that's probably one of the biggest reasons that Coach Swenson did that this past Friday night. Because now Martin Westview, when they see the film of the Gibson County game, they're going to have to spend some time on a passing game. They're going to have to uh, – respect what Huntington, Huntington can do with a football when they're throwing it through the air. And when you when you have to do that, then naturally uh, what you're going to have to do is uh, when you're concentrating on those plays that they can hurt you with in a passing game, then the running game is going to be better. And nobody runs a football right now, I don't think, in West Tennessee any better than Huntington does uh, in this offense. So it's going to be very interesting how those two teams match up. Now, like I said, Union, I mean, uh, Westview, uh, evidently it's pretty good offensive, uh, defensively because they pretty much shut Union City down. Got out to a big lead and just coasted on into a win. That game should have been closer. A lot of people thought, but I'm going to tell you something. This Huntington Mustang football team is very good defensively. Very good defensively. People have trouble running the football against them. When you've got Big Sweat in there, you've got uh, Elijah Flowers in that in, in that defensive line that they are really playing well. Caleb Pearson, uh, C.J. Palinero, and and uh, Easton Byers uh, has been playing real well. The secondary is is pretty decent. Now we do struggle, and you've heard me say this, and I'm not going to be I'm not going to sugarcoat it because it's the truth. Sometimes they struggle against the pass, so we'll see how they handle that. Uh, Friday night, but I can tell you this, that the best pass defense against anybody is the pass rush. And the Mustangs have shown at times, especially with Flowers and, and Pelinero and Byers, uh, those three have, have got multiple sacks uh, for the season. They can create a little havoc in a offensive backfield. So it ought to be a fun game uh, Friday night. It's the kind of game that, uh, man, when we back playing that 1A schedule, 
yeah, there were some tough teams. You know, we had the Wayne counties uh, for a few years and, uh, you know, Cornersville in the playoffs and, and some of those teams, you know, uh, were competitive. But overall, you know, when we were playing Perry County, Collinwood and, and McEwen, night in, night out, and all that kind of stuff, you know, it was 50 nothing at half dime in those games too. We don't have as many of those games as we used to have. This game is going to be one of those that when we were playing that single-A schedule, man, I wish we could go with something a little more competitive. And, yes, we're there now. You know, I would rather see a game where we get beat. I know this sounds crazy, but I'd rather see a game where we get beat 28-7 to than we, a game that I see against a real weak opponent that we win 65 nothing. That's just, you know, because uh, it's just more fun. Uh, you know, there's everybody wants to win, so do I. But – Winning is not everything. It's not the thing in life that you should worry about. You know, you should being competitive, uh, giving your best, the effort is more important than the winning. But, boy, it is a lot more entertaining uh, to be in a game uh, that's more competitive than one it's not. Now, we beat Milan 41-21, but that game was competitive. And that's, that's what I like. Well, that's going to do it for us uh, this week. I hope you uh, come back next week. And it's uh, going to be a little different next week because I'm leaving Saturday morning, going on vacation for a week. So I'm going to try to squeeze that podcast in sometime or another uh, on my road trip. And I'll get it posted and you can hear all about that Mustang win over Westview next week. Until then, we'll see you later.